Once Upon a Die is a twisted fantasy adventure podcast meant for adults. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Hello and welcome to Ones Upon a Die, our live play D&D podcast, where Justin is staring at me intently. <laughs> I am Sean McCallan and I play the business bard who is, uh, I'm back this week, Jeff Buffgate. <laughs> who is, <laughs> spoilt, spoilers who is, in the introduction. Uh, spoilers in the introduction. <laughs> but anyway, I'm back in the physical room. Hello, everybody. My name is Austin, and I'm playing Charvalco. My name's Justin, and I'm playing Halen. My name's Jonathan, and I'm playing Goonie. My name is Grace, and I'm playing Melee. And introducing our fervent DM is well. I'm, I'm introducing our fervent DM. I've got I've got <laughs> such a fervor that I'm waiting. I don't for know. I'm trying to think of to adjectives here. Introduced. You just come up with an <laughs> adjective before you had three people. I talk. didn't come up with an adjective, and I came up with fervent. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yes, I am Cody White, and I am your fervent uh, DM. Let's do Tessius. <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah I, I think we're. Bad. I think right. we're at. A, let's go ahead and ante up for Tessia's bets, everybody. I think Justin's gonna roll the first one. Let's go. That's two for me. <laughs> well, we don't know yet. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm voting for Phelan and Jitstenstein. <laughs> uh, that would be two. <laughs> uh, I'm going to vote. I'm going to go for our DM. Uh, he's going to roll our first natural one. I'm going to go for 12 characters. You can <laughs> possibly roll the first one. <laughs> Just play in the odds, I see. That does seem like a broken, a, a broken element. We set this up. We got to abide by our own rules. <laughs> That's like reading one of those How to Gamble books. <laughs> Never play the same slot I'll, more I'll than know, three that, times. That, but the house always wins. The DM is the house. This is very true. Uh, I'm going with Sean. Well, I think I learned my lesson last episode, so I am not going to vote on the DM. This hey. time, I'm actually going to go for Charfalcor. So, <laughs> Charfalcor, <laughs> <laughs> the burnt dragon. <laughs> what is happening? Wait, Shen. The sad thing is, I only noticed this one time. Was <laughs> that like the second <laughs> reference? I'll just call you Char for now, and okay. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go with Charvalco this round. So I'm going to bring us into our recap right now. Last episode, we found our characters in the middle of the Spirewood Forest. After the chase sequence, you were able to gain a bit of rest. Out of nowhere, a tabaxi by the name of Mika the Honest appeared and just so happened that Mika was a childhood friend of May's. Mika was able to offer transportation to Crescent Island at Crescent Lake. The teleportation did not work out quite as planned. Your party ended up appearing 
right above the lake itself, and Guni almost drowned. But as Tessia would have it, all of you were able to make it to the shore of the university, where you were able to get some much-needed rest. The next morning, afternoon, what have you, you traveled to Franklin's Tower, and that is where we are at now. As we leave, I'll just put a, a hand on Halen's shoulder and give him a pat and then walk past. And Schmigli, like, uh, you're walking all around down the halls and you just see Schmigli's eyes are dancing. He's just looking up around at everything. He's like, oh, I've actually read about this place. Uh, it is quite the magical place. Uh, it's This island is actually supposed to be completely composed of crystals. It, it, when the crescent moon goes across the lake, there is supposed to be a full reflection that goes all the way up into the sky itself. I have always wanted to see that. It should be so, so much good fun. And I'm about to meet one of the biggest crystal researchers. He, I hear tell that he actually apprenticed under Weisenberg. Can you believe that? Oh my goodness. And uh, he, he was the one that bit and he's just going off. Like he's a nonstop tape recorder as you're going up the tower. You reach the door in gold lettering. You can see the words Professor Black adorned on a large wooden door that is reinforced by steel. It's high up here. You can feel the wind almost feels like it's pushing the tower and swaying it back to side to side. This must be the place. You um, go in. Is he expecting us? I don't know. I mean, Mika said he's pretty um, hermited. Yeah. Well, I guess someone knock. Yeah. I'll knock. You can leave the food at the door, Professor Black. Yes, this is my room. You can leave my food at the door, please. Thank you. We actually have some business with you, sir. And you see the door. Uh, the door opens very abruptly, and you see uh, looks about to be a man in his maybe his fifties or sixties. There's something strange about it. like he. He almost seems either older, younger, like it. He almost seems a little bit timeless, but he's his hair comes up and down. It's a nice brown amber color. He's got these thick rimmed glasses on. When the door opens, I'm going to focus entirely on his desk. I'm going to take in every piece of it. I'm just going to stare at it and know every bit of that desk. We'll just 
Like, commit it to memory. Oh, that's a mountain of papers, buddy. The desk. The wood itself. Oh, the- I'm, I'm staring at the desk. Oh, that is some rich, rich mahogany. That's a nice desk, dude. Absolutely beautiful. This room, it's like, it smells of like leather bound books and dusty scrolls. Uh, and you can see the room is situated in a dome structure. You can see a window leading out that looks out into the sky, and there is a large crystal that is right in front of it. Uh, there actually seem to be crystals fucking everywhere. And uh, he looks at you and he's, Are you students? My office hours. Oh, sorry. Um, Mika said we could find you here. We're friends of Mika. Mika, Mika. Uh, tabaxi. Uh, I jumps in and out of can teleport. That one. Yes, I remember her. She came into my into my study unannounced one time and made quite a ruckus. I. Uh, yeah, she she's getting better. I'm glad to hear it. I would prefer not to be. Interrupted while I am doing my studies. Why are you here? We were sent by Xavier Darlock. We need to talk now. Xavier Darlock. I hop. <sighs> come in, come in. Don't touch anything. As as Chirfalco was like, his hand was right on the crystal. <laughs> yeah, and like... <laughs> There are seriously crystals everywhere. There are large uh, centrifuges as well and a bunch of different machines all laid out across this giant study of his. I'm not going to look down. I'm just, I'm staring forward. Not really paying attention to anything, but I am going to grab Schmigley's shirt collar and pull him into my side because wa- he wants all of those. So I'm just going to reach down and pull him in. I'm not going to touch anything. It's fine. I just want to look. Just let me look and let me give it. I, I just want to get a little bit closer. No response. I'm not even looking down. I'm just holding him next to me. You know, you're not letting me have much fun. You're going to turn and stare into his eyes. And he looks at you and that look alone just immediately shuts him up and he kind of looks looks down at his feet. Fine. I'm going to turn forward again. This is why we're sent here. And he snatches it right out of your hands and he looks at it. This crystal, if it is what I think it is, it does not Oh, well, one moment. He jumps up and sits down in this chair. He pulls a lever that immediately elevates him to the centrifuge that is up above on the ceiling. And he places the crystal in along with another smaller crystal. 
the difference between these two crystals, it's like night and day. On the one hand, you have this almost completely black crystal with glints of purple in it. And on the other hand, you see just this bright, shining, luminescent crystal with hints of yellow and blue popping out of it. And he places both of these crystals in the septifuge and comes back down. All right. Um, You may want to uh, get behind something, everyone. He pushes a button on a console that is next to his desk and the subterfuge starts to spin. And as it spins, you can see the different radiant and evanescent light coming from both of the crystals starts to slowly but resistantly. It's almost like when you're trying to put two magnets together. Closer and closer together until the tendrils touch and the entire roof explodes. The roof is blown completely off of the off of Franklin's tower. I want everyone to roll me a quick dex save with advantage. Oh my god. 20 Hopefully. 19. Nine. I only got a 16. A piece of uh, flying shrapnel off of the septifuge itself spun around and smacked you a bit. Give me a D4 roll for damage. Four. <laughs> this is the second That's- time you've rolled max damage um, on yourself. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that, that was painful as fuck. You're, it's you, so pretty. Your head is <laughs> ringing right now. Uh, like, oh. Uh, you look up at where the septifuge was, and there's like this dark dust that is starting to fall uh, all night, basically all around. And you see Waldo jumps back out from where he was hiding. And pulls out this weird little contraption that seems to be strapped to his back. He points it up in the air and it just sucks up all of the dust that came afterwards. And he turns it off as he stares at the busted ass roof that he that he just created. And the open sky above. Yes, that that does not bode well at all. This... This amulet you just brought me. Where in Purgatros did you find this? Well, um, a bunch of them attacked him. Who attacked the mortal hand. The mortal hand, yeah. We were, well, it all the started. The mortal hand attacked? They're here in the city. Yeah, they're in the right city. Right now. Yeah, they, they're here and they attacked. It was during the games. They, That's when they attacked first. The sky opened up and it was like crazy. Oh, they they 
took control of the gem in the watchtower. Yeah, and that's the why we're here. Big magical guy came out of the hole in the sky. Yeah. Krungle. Is that his name, Krungle? Krungle, yeah. <sighs> you had to say that. That crystal that you just brought me is an aether crystal. But it it doesn't work as normal aether crystals do. It is made of a negative energy. Um, it's hard to put this into layman's terms, but uh, these... Like a positive and a negative current. Exactly. Yes. Like a positive and negative current. And when they react, well, <laughs> well, you see what just happened to my roof. These crystals are what made the magical bomb that destroyed the Maradria province. What? What did you say? These shards that you just brought in here, uh, they're basically pure pieces of blight. When these two aether crystals react, if you get a large enough crystal, it'll wreak some utter havoc. So my parents were right. I'm going to walk up to one of the crystals and investigate it. Give me an investigation check. Fifteen. Fifteen? You have a quick flashback. You see a group holding this crystal up into the light as they turn. Like It's almost as they're about to put it into something. That is the end of your memory. I'm going to turn around and look at Halen. Just looking at him. See what his reaction is to the crystals. I'm just zoned off. Yeah. Like, if there's crystals, I'm not paying attention to any crystals. Mm -hmm. I'm just zoned off. That is exactly what you see. What would be your reaction if somebody said that all the cultists had this amulet around their neck? Potentially hundreds, thousands, maybe even more. And, and all of them are, well, a lot of them are invading the city right now. I can tell you that even hearing that the that the mortal hand would be causing an insurrection is uh, uh, quite radical of them. Uh, a relatively old cult, you see. They, they, they always talked about putting power into the hands of the mortals. But I, I never really was interested in cults. If there are hundreds of these crystals going about, that means that the crystal wall has a breach. You can see Professor Black 
gains an expression much like Halen is wearing on his face right now. He, you can see his eyes staring into the middle space. Getting this right, just one of them is the reason why um, Maradrians don't have a home anymore. Is that correct? It takes him a long time to even look at you. He forces himself to look up at you and you would be correct. Are any of the big crystals in here the same color as the smile and the amulet? Roll me a perception check, if you would. 22. 22? Yes. Um, You do see a uh, smaller crystal, and it has the same faint green glow, and it intensifies as you you grow closer to it. Yeah, without without noticing that Goonie's looking at me or anything, I am going to start walking toward it. And like, put my hand out, like I'm gonna grab or touch it, and, and decide completely not to. As you get closer, you can see its radiance start to glow brighter, brighter, and and it slowly fades away as you leave it. These crystals are like uh, conduits for energy. That's mighty astute of you. What, what is your name, if I may ask? Uh, Goon. Goon E. Makeshift. Goon E. Makeshift. I don't think we've met before, Professor. Uh, no, we haven't met before. I don't know why, but it's like I've seen these crystals before. You sound like you uh, are, well... They just well knowledged in the in crystals by the sound of it. They, they just, are major you major energy sources. They just make sense. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. They just they seem so obvious. Which which crystals? Any of them. They all work the same. They're conduits. They can store energy, refract energy, multiply energy. You think you can, all that would come back, all that, everything you know about them would come back once we get your memories? I mean, they could be a part of my memories. I just, I don't know what I know about them. I just, I'm looking at it and my brain's just thinking of ways I can improve upon it, shape it, control it. And you see Waldo kind of step closer to you. He looks at you and he looks down at your arm. And he points to it and asks, may I take a look? What, you want my arm? Sure, I guess. He looks very deeply at it and... I cycle through the different hand modes it has. So it has jeweler's kit, thieves kit, 
lock pick, screwdriver. A smile comes to his face as you flip through the different bits. And he's touching your shoulder and he's like, how much of you is like this? I'm pretty sure it's just my arm. He's looking at you left He seems confused by the question. He thinks like it would be like obvious. Can't you tell the rest of me is flesh? He takes your head in his hands at this point. Oh. And he's just like looking at your head. Like he's trying to find something. What in the hell? What are you you doing, Professor? Uh, You don't mind my asking? You're looking for lies? Looking for answers. And uh, he seems to... You can feel him starting to touch the device that you work on right by your ear. How do you respond to that? Do, does it change whether or not I can hear properly out of the like there, out of it? Or? As soon as he does touch it, there is a feedback screech, but it does kind of go away relatively quick. He's starting to pull and twist at it now. You, you worked on these types of implants before? Quite some time ago. You can feel him digging in your skull now. He's pulling at something that is in there. Would I feel any pain from him doing that? Hey, the pain isn't like it's Does oddly it just feel not, like he's pulling on my hair. It kind of, kind of feels like that. Uh, yeah, it's not like excruciating by any means, but it is definitely uncomfortable as you feel something that was lodged in there slide out. Ew. And a very dim crystal is now in his hands. He's looking at it and he's like, well, that definitely answers some questions. How about I fix you up here real quick? He goes off to his desk, opens up a couple drawers, and finds a very luminescent aether crystal. Comes back to you and very carefully inserts it back into your into your head and screws the device that you were working on back in as well. Right before he finishes screwing it on, he looks underneath where the insertion is, and he sees the number 6001-113. We all see him pull out this crystal and put it back in, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a little curious as to what everybody else is honestly doing, because you're just seeing this. You just met this professor, and he's digging into one of your friend's heads and just like, no, like, oh, hey, how do you do? Just like, all right, give me your head. On. I mean, on the front of the on the front of the desk, they're back there. I I, I think also fair. Crystal. I think Charvalka will will like pull out his daggers and not be like aggressive, aggressive, but just be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" 
he does not pay you any mind either. Um, cause he actually walks right past you as he goes to his desk uh, to get that crystal uh, to replace. What uh, are you doing? I'm helping your friend. He's going to be able to hear a lot better after this. Uh, he screws it back in. There used to be like a constant static white noise. And for the first time since you can remember, that noise is gone, Goon. Wow. Found the right station. Just seeing this whole scene <clears throat> didn't quite register with me when I was watching, but um, you doing okay, Goon? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I can hear, like, really, really well. Um, I didn't... How? Where did you learn how to fix implants like that? <sighs> well... It felt like you were inside my skull. <laughs> that was wild. <laughs> yeah, it is wild, because I was. <laughs> I've done this procedure only once or twice in the past, but... After working with crystals so long, you learn to work with certain machinations, and well, one of those happens to be Hearing that device. Aids. Exactly. That one that you had in there was <laughs> quite old, and I'm surprised that it even had any juice left in the first place. <laughs> that is remarkable. Can I see the dead crystal? Mm-hmm. Uh, it literally looks like, like a piece of glass. It's translucent, maybe even a little bit foggy. Uh, there's a very dim light in the center, but other than that, uh, it just kind of seems like a you know, shitty old crystal that you would find in a bunch of rocks, you know? I don't remember this. Does that need to be changed that often? You should be good for uh, quite some time there, chap. Good. I appreciate it. The static was annoying. I'm happy to help. Anyway, tell that crystal is the one he just took out of his head. He takes it over uh, to a, a large magnifying glass that he pulls down from the wall. He starts scratching at it and he looks at it. And he looks up at Goonie, and looks to be maybe 50 years old. If anybody wants to do an insight, I will allow that, too. <gasps> you roll another one. No, I critted. Oh, damn. Um, Travalco only got... How's that desk, bud? Mesmerizing. <laughs> Travalco got, got a 10. green crystal. And, uh, Goon, do you roll any insight? Okay. Uh, May, you see him, uh, see Professor Black consistently looking back at Goon. When he said 50 years ago, you saw him run his hand through his hair. And you can tell that he's, like, nervous about something. And, uh, like, he... He may not be entirely truthful right now. 50, you said? 
Eh, seem, seems to be so. Right. You know, Professor, um, I've had some experience in uh, the Imperial City, and um, occasionally I would sometimes have to ask people questions. So, now, right now, really, how old's, how old's this crystal? I don't think it's 50 years old. Who cares? If I'm 40, I thought I was 42. Apparently, I'm 50. Who cares? Are you the lead crystal researcher of Crescent Moon University? No, I I don't believe you are. I started listening in a little bit while this was going on about my friend May uh, thinking that you're lying. And I'm going to ask Schmigs. Schmigly, you know a thing or two about crystals. Why don't you take a look at it and see how old it is? And you, and you see Professor, like, his head snaps back and looks directly at Schmigly. And he's just... You okay, Professor? You seem a little nervous. Well, yes. Uh, I mean, I did just blow my entire roof off of my building. So I imagine I still have a little bit of adrenaline running through my system. Well, so is it okay if Schmigs takes a look then? Fine, knock yourself out, kid. Uh, he just like aggressively tosses it at him. Schmigly just looks up at you, Halen. Do it, Schmigs. He goes over. He pulls up a little footstool so he can view over the magnifying glass. He looks at it. He's turning it back and forth and on every axis looking at it. And you can see him just kind of swallowing a little bit. You can tell he wants to say something, but he's afraid to say it. Before you say anything, Schmigs, June, do you care to know what he has to say? I really don't. I can't remember anything from six months ago, so... I don't know how this helps. Marshmigs, you can keep it to yourself if you want. And I didn't even know that thing was in my head until about 10 minutes ago. He brings it back forward and you see him look at the crystal. He looks first at Professor Black with a furrowed brow. But he then looks over at Goonie and... It's just a look of sympathy. And he... I look at him confused. And he kind of steps down from his footstool and he's like, well, I... I can't say that I am any sort of expert. But, I mean, it might be 50 years old. But it, it could be a little bit older than that, though, I think. Couldn't it, Professor? Like you see a like a stern, unflinching look on Professor's face, and he's like, "Yes, that could be possible." There's always a little bit of fluctuation in human and mortal error. Hey, Goom, you don't want to know? Then we don't have to find out anything more. I just don't think it'll help right now. I don't think it's the most important thing. You're right. I just it? I was just saying I I. In a way, I recognize these crystals like I've seen them before. I'll, I'll look at the professor and 
It is important, though, that everyone is honest. Especially right now. Everybody needs to be honest, especially scientists. If scientists were liars and lying about things in their journals, I imagine where we would be now. We'd be exactly where we are. Roll me a persuasion. I'm pretty sure I have a minus one persuasion. Let me double check that. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I got a, I got a minus one. Um, I have a minus one in basically anything talking related. Um, I got a three. <laughs> yes, no one can really control the ebbs and flows of fate, can they now? It depends on who you are. Professor, I know something else we needed to talk to you about. The festival's tomorrow night, is it not? Is it tonight? He flips through like his calendar and he's like, huh. Yeah, as a matter of fact, it's actually tomorrow. <laughs> we have a friend here in town that we are looking for. He was taken by somebody who had one of those amulets. We're hoping to try and and he's kind of pointing at May to like explain it like we're trying to get him back. He contracted us. We think Someone took him. I'm not quite sure who. Um, we just know that he think he's a coven core. Ooh, coven core, huh? I assume you don't just waltz in the coven core. Ah, uh, well, you you typically need to have some sort of business, yes, but Maybe. I mean, all anybody from around around the sphere typically does business with coven core if. They can't do magic themselves. So you could potentially just, uh, you could set up an appointment, but I don't know how much good that will do you. He wasn't taken by somebody who just had one of those crystals. He was taken by somebody who was probably in charge of all the people that have those crystals. Do you know who this person is? I'm going to quickly look at the group to kind of see if they think I should say it or not. I'm okay. Go for it. His name is Randall Sand. Oh. Hmm. That guy. I remember him. Randall Randy Glass. And I you shoot Halen like a look. <laughs> starts going through a bunch of bunch of different papers and he pulls out when you first look at it, it just looks like a big old scroll that is completely scratched black but then you see two little eyes and an unmistakable smile so like a drawing yes oh and he pulls it up something like this yeah i don't forget that shit eating grin Uh, he rolls it up he took our friend we want him back he's in the city or he has hands in the city. Yeah, he's definitely tied to the cultists. Who are supposed to be doing something at the festival tomorrow night. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Do you have anything of your friend's person? What, what was his name? Only person's name that I know out of this entire group is yours, Goon. Who, who are we his name trying was, uh, to find? His name was Buffgate, Jeff, Jeff 
Puffgate of Puffgate and Porium weapons and Porium. He had a cart. I do not get out very much, so I I'm I'm not very. There's shops coming and going all the time nowadays. Uh, but hey, you had these glasses, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Halen. Oh, that's right. Um, he, he has these. Um, then I take out I take out the glasses. Here you go. I, I don't know if this will help. And he takes them and he kind of looks at him and he's like, hmm, fine craftsmanship. And uh, he puts it on this little, um, like, uh, di- <laughs> my mind keeps going to dialysis for some reason. Um, dias. He puts oh, it yeah. on a dais. You also have a dialysis machine. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Uh, he puts the glasses on a dais. Uh, he brings like, a kind of like one of the, it almost looks like one of those dimmed out crystals. He places the crystal and the sunglasses on the dais. And he asks them, once again, names Jeff Buffgate. Yeah, Jeff Buffgate. Of and Buffgates, Buffgates. Buffgates. Buffgates, Buffgates. And Buffgates, Buffnets. Oh, what is the world coming to? Are you sure you want to find this man? We want to find uh, yeah, him. Yeah, we are sure. Please. All right. And he, like, he brings, uh, he starts pushing a, bunch of few buttons on the console next to his desk and this thing from out of the wall like it looks like this like a beaker an upside down beaker with a bunch of boiling blue liquid in it the liquid goes down all the way to the end and drops down onto the crystal and the crystal lights up along with the sunglasses in the light you can see it starts to sway a little bit towards the town oh damn Uh, he picks up the uh, glasses hands them back to you may and he holds up the crystal now this will at least give you an idea of which way to go. Uh, think of it as almost like a like a bloodhound catching up a scent. It is. It's uh, picking up some of your friend's latent magical energy, and uh, some of these particles are attracted to that. This should be good at least a day hopefully two like a gps a geographical person seeker <laughs> uh, you you see professor black silently take Rice a scroll and writes it down <laughs> 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 and Gives you like a a nod and just like this this should help you find your friend. 
it sounds like there's a lot of shit that's about to hit the fan. It sounds like I need to make some preparations. I must ask you all to leave. Right now. I'm going to turn to Schmigly. Hey, Schmigs. I'm going to walk up and kneel down like right from. Yes, Papa? I'm going to start at a uh, little tear. Comes from that. Um, I'm going to start. I, I'm, I'm fixing up his lapel, you know? Uh, I'm saying, hey, Schmigs. Our goal was to bring you to Professor Black so that you could learn from him the ways of the crystals. Hell yes, that that is true. But he looks back behind him at uh, at Professor. He's he's kind of scribbling a few things down underneath GPS and kind of smirking to himself. And uh, Schmigley comes back to 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 your gaze, and he's like, "He's kind of a dick, though, isn't he?" I'm gonna lick my fingers, and then I'm gonna push his hair off the side. I'm just fixing his hair up. He may be a dick, but this is your life's goal—to understand the crystals, to learn about this, and be able to help the world, right? Well, yes. But I don't know. I I think he might be losing some of his touch. You see, you asked me to look at that crystal for you, and well, the professor said that yeah, it's he said fifty years, but maybe I don't know, but it. The evidence shows that it's closer to 500 years old. Raylan just takes a moment at uh, that info. Looks back at Schmigs and says, uh, I just want you to make a choice. I want to know if you want to stay here. Maybe learn from him. Maybe take up his mantle if you have the opportunity. Or come with us, and before you make a decision, our journey will be dangerous, and I really don't want you to get hurt. But I want you to make the choice. It's not up to me. Uh, can you, can I perhaps have some time to mull it over? As I don't know it. If I go with you, of course it's going to be dangerous. But by the sounds of things, if I stay here, it's also going to be dangerous. Um, I don't know. I sometimes feel like I, I might be a little bit more safer with, with you folk rather than, uh, Captain Dickwad over there. I'm put my hand just down on her shoulder. I'm not fixing lapels no more. I'm not messing with his hair. So you have as much time as it takes for us to start leaving this town. Okay. I I think I can decide by then. 
A black. Ah, still here, I see. Halen, by the way. Sorry I didn't introduce myself earlier. Thank you. If worse comes to worse, and Schmigley wants to stay here, learn from you about the crystals. You'll take him in. Was that a question or a statement? I go grab the green crystal. I asked you not to touch anything. Please put that crystal down. And it is starting to see... And the light is showing the bones in your hands as you grasp onto it. If Schmigli wants to stay, you'll teach him. Give me a persuasion or an intimidation check. Yeah, actually, yeah, go ahead and do this with advantage. Rolled a 20. And that 20? Yeah. <laughs> nice. You nice. said that so calm. <laughs> <laughs> He is visibly scared about something. You can tell that he understands something between the crystal and you. Uh, he looks you in the eye and... I'll, I'll teach the boy. If he's willing to learn. I'm going to set the crystal back down where I found it. Um, and I'm just going to not look at him. Because I didn't want to pick up the crystal at all. <laughs> so I set it down and I just I turn away and start walking. You feel Schmigley just kind of grab onto your hand and... I pick him right walking. up. I pick him right up, swallow <laughs> him back. Oh, this is very nice. Huh? Uh, goodbye, Professor. Um, um, shall we come knocking next time? If you would, please, talk to my secretary first next. Uh, What's your secretary's name? <laughs> Some bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what a name. Son of a bitch. Yeah, it's son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Yeah. yeah. Excuse me, uh, son of a bitch. It's, 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 it's Mr. Bitch. Oh, it's it's Sana the bitch. The love it. Sana <laughs> the bitch. That's canon now. I okay. Don't care. Yeah. The bitch. <laughs> That's the secretary's name. <laughs> it's son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. It's either dwarvish or orcish. Yeah, Sana probably orcish. The bitch. <laughs> son of the bitch. Son of the bitch. <laughs> As we go to leave, we know where we're going now, right? Yeah, we got, we're we got the, the crystal. The crystal. Yeah. And before we leave the room, I look back at the professor to make eye contact with him. I'll let the door close. I'll I'll be right out, guys. I'll be right out. Just uh, I forgot something. He's like going through a bunch of different papers and looking at a few different colored crystals, tossing a few taking a few selections and uh, seems to be pocketing a few of them. 
Professor. Yes. He looks at you and, ah, yes, goon. You seemed afraid. Afraid? (laughs) Afraid of what? What what would I have to be afraid of? Mm. Uh, Just a a cult that was previously uh, never heard to be uh, aggressive is now about to take over the entire university. And uh, what would I be scared of? Me. Professor, I'm not who you think I am. That remains to be seen, I think. I don't know who you are. But I do know you. How do you know who I am? Or of me, or how did you know, how, what did you, why am I connected to these crystals? These crystals, at least in this application, were more of an experiment than anything. Well, look, I don't know anything about any experiments. All I know is I woke up six months ago in a mountain of rubble. Somebody pulled me out, and I only have memories of my sister. I don't know who I am. I've spent six months trying to find who I am. And then I met these people in the city. So whatever information you think you have on me, I don't want people making assumptions of me. People keep looking at me like I'm dangerous. Want you to roll a persuasion. I'll give you advantage on that as well. I rolled a three and then an 11. Well, it's not you. That's the problem. I'm just, I don't you... really want to get hurt because of me. And he pulls the, the cloak that's too big for him close. And he looks at you and he gets down on your level. Um, and if you don't want to hurt anyone, stop searching for Eliana. He turns and walks to the door and leaves. We're going to zoom out from our party and we're going to zoom into Jeff Buffgate. And Jeff, you are just crawling through this tiny compact space. It just seems to be sinking further and further down and the slope is just gradually getting steeper and steeper until the point that like you are having trouble holding yourself from sliding down this chute. Give me a dexterity roll. (laughs) Oh, that's terrible. Uh, That's a three on the die. And plus 15. (laughs) (laughs) I wish. Uh, Saving throw or? Saving. 
Yeah, uh, so that's a seven. You're almost pushing yourself up with your hands, and your yep. one of your hands slips over, like you you slam down on this rock, and you like you're just ah, and yeah. you immediately lose your grip, and you start sliding down this chute, penguin style, on your <laughs> stomach, just. I mean, to be fair, I've got like only one hand free. The other hand is holding on to uh, my little mimic mimic friend. Yeah. So, like you, like you, automatically just start sliding <laughs> down this chute. You see this grate coming right into your view as you slam through it. Uh, give me a D four damage, if you would, please. Three damage as your face pushes this grate out. You just slam through and you are now in this circular room. uh, Very, very dimly lit. Uh, There seems to be a bunch of barrels and crates all around. You see just one dim light. You land in a scorpion. (laughs) So I'm going to check some of these barrels and crates and see if I can find anything uh, useful. Give me investigation or perception. Uh, That's a 12 perception. (laughs) For the most part, you see a bunch of just like, it seems to be like a bunch of different ingredients. Like you see some liquids in a lot of the barrels. Uh, you see some dried herbs and some dried fruit and what's whatnot. You, you like a bunch of different ingredients for potions you can imagine. Uh, but you do find one potion. Put it as a yeah. I'll just put it as a random potion right now. I don't have time to identify it. But you do find that one potion next to a bunch of albumix and and, uh, and you said. There were some like ingredients as well. Yeah, a bunch of random dried herbs. I'll just I'll just put uh, I'll just add that add that to my yeah my you can stuff. yeah you can see like some dried sage, uh, some holly branches of the like, some dried fruit. If you want to put like a week's worth of white rations, you could throw that on there as well. It's very dimly lit. The only light is coming from the potion uh, station that you found. Uh, other than that, you seem to be alone in this room. Uh, you see one door that you can imagine leads out of the room. I'll head to the door. Is there like a keyhole or anything that I can like peek through? There is like a keyhole that you can peek through. I'd it like locks to... from the inside, so you'd be able to get out. All right, I'd, I'd like to peek through that keyhole, make sure I'm not running into any dangerous situations. Okay, uh, give me a perception. Oh, God. Okay, so with disadvantage, one of them is a natural one. <laughs> you get to reroll because you're happily left. Uh, no, we took, we, took, we took that away. Just for the nature of ones upon okay. a die. That's part of where the familiar is going to come in. That's a little advantage for him um, to make up for the yeah. 
lack of halfling luck. You can see through the keyhole a very nice stone wall. <laughs> All right, I'm just gonna I'm gonna open that door. You open the door uh, into a it's a corridor with a stairwell in it. Uh, it seems to just lead up. It seems that you are at the bottom level of whatever building you're in. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna head up those stairs. Uh, give me a, another perception roll, if you would. All right, this time I will. Uh, I'll use that my inspiration and uh, not get disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Twenty-three. As you're going up the stairwell. You can hear the echoing footsteps of someone coming down. You can hear a slight mumble, but uh, you can't tell exactly what they are saying. They seem to be mumbling to themselves as they make their way directly towards you. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and hide a little bit. Just a little bit. I just want to hide. I just want to hide. As, as much as I can and being exhausted. Jesus. Okay. D- with yeah, yeah, got disadvantage. So, uh my stealth is a 7. Mm. <laughs> you tried to turn around and as you turn around, you roll your ankle and you let out a bit of a yelp. <laughs> ah! I try to like kind of hold on to my uh my jewelry box. <laughs> Uh, it lets out a bit of a growl as you stumble over it and seems to be waking up and senses your concern and it starts to make out yelps of itself. Just like <laughs> uh, you hear from up in the stairwell, someone call out, "Who's down there?" Uh, Come now, I've already heard you. I know there's someone down there. Make yourself known before I find you. All right, I, 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 I come, I come in peace. No trouble here. I, I move forward. Who are you? Where did you come from? Uh, my name is uh, Jeff. I come from the uh, the door shop uh, dungeons. I guess. I guess. You came from Door Shop. Yes. Where's Dango? Uh, he's still he's still down there. You didn't come with Dango. Is he okay? He's okay, but he ne- he needed to stay behind to uh, keep up appearances. Keep up appearances. Jeff, I've never seen you before. Yes, I I've just met Dango. I'm very new. You see this woman come down out of the shadows. You can make out her face now. It's a woman, uh, just a very rough complexion, underbite with like almost like these small tusks that jut out from her teeth. Even in the dimly lit stairwell, you can make off hues of a deep set green. This woman is staring into your eyes with this nasty scowl as she studies you. So uh, as she's looking at me and uh, my jewelry box is kind of little uh, ornery. 
I'm going to turn my back to her and uh, feed him another gold coin. Just, <laughs> just, just so he doesn't take his anger out. Just doesn't take his anger out on her. It's nice little cooing sounds and it seems to settle down a little bit after you fed it that gold coin. He's, Looks like you found yourself a nice little friend there, didn't I, you? He's fine. This is actually how I was able to come out here. He was protecting the exit to the pit. Yes, Dango spoke of this little monster. Ate quite a few of his uh, compatriots. People that were supposed to help him. Guess he finally found someone that may be more than capable. So... I suppose that you are helping Dingo, yes? Yes, I'm I'm looking for uh, some friends of mine. We're trying to help the captives of the door shop general. As Tessia would have it, I was helping some of the people of door shop myself. Oh, thank God. I suggest you keep yourself very scarce. But we're going to have to get Dango out of there. Oh, yes, I, I agree. I I made sure that he stayed there to keep appearances so that the guards would not be suspicious. One, once I'm able to find my friends and get back down there, we're planning on taking Dango with us to save the rest of the enslaved workers. Now tell me, you you just so happened to come with the one thing that was barring the entry of my one beloved. And you expect me to believe that he is just sitting there in the pit after the one obstacle that was keeping him in the pit itself is gone. So if I may explain, he has been there for months. He has been there for months and not been killed by this. And I I point towards my jewelry box. (laughs) It made more sense that myself as a new entry to the pit would have been killed by this thing and he would have stayed there. That is why I moved forward and left him behind so that the guards would not be suspicious while I could find my friends who are very powerful warriors, might I add, so that we could come back and liberate these captured workers. Give me persuasion. Oh, well, I mean, so that's going to be a 17. 17 does it. You see the scowl on her face kind of softens a little bit. So long as my hunky little man is not harmed. You are saying that you are going to help with the revolt, yes? Absolutely. 
Would you put your word on it? I would absolutely put my word on it. And she looks you in the eye and outstretches her hand. And I, I take her hand. Good. I hope you understand that this handshake is a binding contract. And if you happen to go back on it, well, some very strong hexes will be coming your way. I guarantee it. I'm not unfamiliar with contracts myself. Good. Might I inquire, uh, you seem to be very soft on Dango. Hmm. Yes. Oh, he, the first time he came through that grate, oh, he, I don't know how he fit into the, such a small hole, but, oh, he found a way. We're children. (laughs) And your name, my lady? You can call me Ellie. So where does the, the end of this tunnel lead? You are actually in the basement level of Coven Corp. Coven Corp. Interesting. Interesting that uh, Coven Corp leads to a uh, location of Door Shop General. Well, you see, Coven Corp is in the center of Crescent Lake, and our tunnels stretch very deep. Yes, Dango said that there were some uh, some sympathetic parties outside of door shop that may be able to help. Uh, is that is that I, you with Coven Corp? I am part of that sympathetic party. Yes, I I am trying to help them with their cause. Lot of unsavory people work for door shop and well we've made some deals with some of the servants there they are going to help us with a few of our own things but rest assured they will be given much more freedoms than door shop could ever provide that sounds perfect for me i have my own reasons for hating certain individuals within door shop. Uh, that's quite fair. Most people that have worked for door shop hate all of the management. I've heard many stories of different abuse, of course. Hence why I am trying to help everyone out of there. That and, well, the CEO is a real piece of shit. I want to see him suffer. And I'm all for that. Good. 
Now, uh, if you don't mind, I would really like to get out of this tunnel death trap. May be able to sneak you out of here. We're just going to have to uh, sneak you away a little bit. I think I might have an idea. And is, is the majority of Coven Corp not for liberating the uh, the, the door shop? There are plenty of people that are sympathetic, but you must understand that Coven Corp has to play by many rules, being in the generic empire, after all. And any stray from that would put us into quite the predicament. So imagine a large corporation trying to free the entire workforce of another corporation. That would be seen as a bit of a hostile takeover. Don't you agree? I agree. I understand. Would so, we be able to uh, unite myself with my friends if possible? Yes, I think we can make that happen. We'll just have to sneak you out of here. There may be a few things I can use. And she bustles past you and starts going down towards the stock room that you just came from. And she comes back with just armfuls of some sort of rough, coarse-ass fur. And she looks at you. Um, uh, if you would, I just need to put on a little bit of a disguise for you. And she starts to pour this sticky ass substance on on the on your head. Um it goes off over your face and <clears throat> hits your tongue. Sweet as honey. Hmm. And then she she looks at all right. Now stand back as she blows into the palm of her hand and all of the fur seems to just multiply and slaps right onto your face. And you are covered in this just this sticky ass honey and smelly ass fur. And she looks at you. <laughs> oh, perfect. If we just put on a couple of wings on you, you will pass for a flying monkey any day. Come with me. Wonderful. And you start heading up the stairwell. I'm just, I just begrudgingly just walk up. We are going to zoom in on our main party. And we're all making it back to the Thorn, right? Yeah. Yep. As, you, yeah. as you twirl further, further down the stairs, uh, you reflect on the meeting that you just had with Professor Black. I really don't know about that, Professor. I, it certainly seems that he does know what he's talking about, but uh, 
if you allow me to speak freely, he was a bit of a dick, wasn't he? Yeah, you can say that again. Say it again, actually. He was a bit of a dick. Thank you. Yes, he he was the epitome of... Schmigley. Really, really what? laying the emphasis on there. Such a duck. <laughs> he was a real dickhead. I, I'm, I'm, I, 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 I've never spoken so strongly about people, uh, but I, I'm, I, I just, I don't know how else to describe him. Hm. I think we better make haste towards Coven Corp. I agree. What is it? We got to get Jeff out it as, as soon as possible. All right. So, what, well, where do you guys think we should start looking for Buffgate? A Coven Corp? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm. It seems that it's point. It seems that it's obviously pointing towards the town. So I imagine. Uh, I mean, I haven't been to the university before, but I imagine there's some sort of ferry that leads us to the town itself. All right, maybe we should get get on the ferry. Have that take us to the town. Wait, did you say ferry? Yes. Yes, uh, like a boat. Yeah, a small boat uh, it, over a small passage of water. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, we can take the ferry. Yes, uh, it, I, I, I imagine it would be a little bit safer than uh, uh, asking your friend um, Mika for help. Uh, by all means, uh, she's definitely capable, but. Um, after our last excursion in the lake, I, I think I would prefer a we'll bit more yeah. solid ground. Yeah, I agree. We'll take the boat. I think yes. we should see if Megan can tag along, though. It seems like we're going to need as much help as possible. Yeah. Yes. It, it, we may want to go back to uh, her dorm room as it is, yeah. uh, since our, our friend is Hargis the is over there. now? I have absolutely... I. I've never been to the university before, so I, I'm, I'm not entirely sure myself. But I, I bet Mika would know for sure. She, I, she's been going, I don't know how, how long has she been going to the university, May? Um, it's definitely, definitely been a few years. Um, probably started when real young, you know, but it's been a few years. Definitely yeah. a few years. Um, I'm sorry, I'm still thinking about the ferry. Um, and at this point, oh, uh, May starts to worry. start to like, get pale, like pale and starting to sweat. Oh, it's just a quick little ferry ride. Don't worry. Like, it's plenty safe. It's no, no excursion in over the inner sea. All right, well, I think time is of the essence. So if we're going to go get Mika, we should do that right now. All right. And then yes. get on the ferry and go to town. All right. Let's go get Mika. Like you backtrack back to Mika's dorm. As you walk down the hallway, you see a crowd formed outside of the dorm room. And it seems that there is quite a commotion. Uh, you see a few Imperial guards in the midst. And... Out of the door, you see Targus in shackles. He is 
sullen and quiet as he looks at you and he shakes his head. Char, what do we do? I, 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 I don't know. Um, I'll, I'll just walk up. What's going on? You see this short gnomish student has uh, large glasses and stringy hair. And he's like, oh, apparently some, uh, some, some sort of fugitive is loose out here in the dormitory. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how he got here, but uh, I'm sure whoever... Whoever's room he is is going to be answering for this. I'm assuming they're already like on their way down the hall. Yeah, uh, Targus is uh, between two Imperial guards heading down the hall as you two speak. I'll, I'll go back to the group. I think we need to get him out, but we can't do it right now. If there's only two of them, It'll be easy, but who knows how many more could be waiting outside. We need to find Mika. Fast. Okay. Yeah, let's find Mika. I'll stay on their tail. I'm going to track and make sure I know exactly where they're taking him. Good idea. And uh, you remember from last you spoke with Mika that she was going to be doing some research on... Echo Knights for one thing and a few other things. So you can imagine that she is going to be in the library of the Crescent Lake I'll go, I'll go back to that kid that I talked to. Where's the library? Freshman, huh? Uh, it's going to be... I mean, obviously, you're in the dormitory wing. You're going to be going down to the main hallway, and you'll find it on the third floor. Can I make an insight check? Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I rolled a 19, 21 total. He definitely seems a little bit like the freshman, the freshman comment uh, definitely threw you for a loop, but he did seem to like ease up as he mentioned the main hall. So he's telling the truth. Okay. So I'll, I'll lead us towards the library. And you make it to the library. It's like something out of a fairy tale. Just a play. books spanning from floor to ceiling, rows upon rows. You open through the revolving doors and you see a large central desk with a woman that looks as ancient as the sphere itself, sitting there reading some sort of ledger or catalog. I walk up to the woman sitting at the de front desk. Excuse me, ma'am. Um, where do you keep the books on the Echo Nights? She slowly looks up at you. There is a directory right behind me, but I suppose I don't have much going on as it is. Let me go ahead and search for you. 
Okay. Echo Knights, you said? Yes, yes. Yes, of course. She twirls around and goes off to the directory and comes back with a card. You will be able to find what you are looking for here in this section. That will be on the fourth level down in this section to the back and the left of me. Okay. Fourth level, back and left. Gotcha. Don't be afraid to come and ask any more questions that you please. I'll be here. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Um, So we gotta go here and I show everyone the little slip of paper I got. And uh, you head off to said section, basically an ancient history section of the library. Uh, You notice just a couple of working desks around and you see Mika at one of these workstations just surrounded by towers of scrolls and tomes. She seems to be nose in on some in-depth studying. I'm going to sprint to her. As soon as I spot it, just beeline. Mika, we got to go now. They have targets. They're taking him out. They found him in your room. I talked to a student. They said that they're going to be looking for you. We got to go now. What? Yeah, uh, the, yeah. they took away targets, and then we got to get out of here. Oh, no, this is not good. Things did, oh, things no. did not go great with Professor Black either, and, and things are... Things are happening fast. We got to move. Oh, my doormate is going to be so angry with me. Ah, this is not the first time this has happened. Uh, okay, um, I can figure something out. Um, did they mention anything about your friend, why he was captured? A, a student said that he was a fugitive. A fugitive? Oh, dear. Oh, this is not good at all. Ah. When does the ferry leave? Ah, uh, let's see. It is, uh, well, it's about a couple, couple hours past midday, yes? Uh, there should be a ferry leaving here quite soon, as a matter of fact. Then let's, let's go. make haste, yeah. Let's oh, go there now. Okay, well, I'll, let's, let's take the, the ferry. Um. And just so you know... We're looking to see how many guards there are. If there was two when we saw him, if there's still only two, we're probably going to kill them, knock them out or something, and t- escape uh, the targets. Listen, I'm not- afraid that I, 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 I cannot be involved with any murderous intent. Mika, uh, it, we, it's okay. We got you. We won't, we won't involve you in anything untoward. We're not murdering anyone. We're just gonna just so that you know what to expect. I, I this this is uh, very concerning to Mika. Uh, I I do not want to be any part of anything violent. You understand? I I only do. I I. We don't expect you to participate, but. The I, city itself is going to be very violent very soon. 
dear. Should, should, should Mika forgive the saying, but should Mika get the Bargatros out of here? If there is going to be some sort of altercation, I, I, I would only be good for any sort of, I could get things out, but I would not, I am not versed in fighting. I put my hand on Mika's shoulder, just kind of a friendly, comforting pat of Mika. Do whatever you gotta do to be safe, all right? Remember, Mer, you gotta, you still got to do that thing for me. You have to go back and check yes. on my family, so be safe. Maybe that is the course of action Mika must take. It may be a good idea to get out of the country as it is. Things, yeah. things seem to be going south as of late. Yeah. Can you at least get us to the ferry first? Is is there? Of, of course, uh, Mika would be happy to help lead you to the ferry. Please, please follow, follow me. And uh, Mika immediately shuts the tome that she was reading. Leaves the rest of the mountain to the librarian as you all leave out the revolving doors. So we need to get Van Halen, Halen Van. We need to go get him because we can't get on the ferry without him, right? We can leave or do we just leave him? I think we definitely don't leave him, but I think we can assume that they're taking Targus to a boat. We're on an island right now, right? If they're going to take him away, they've got to take him away by boat. Mika, how many exits or how many doors are this there to this building? Uh, well, so, we're, we're in main hall right now. Uh, there's, uh, there's at least one on each, so about four doors out of main hall. Okay. Uh, the front, front main hall leads right down to docks. So... Uh, if we just go down a few flights of stairs out to main hall doors, we make it to ferry. Were they were they taking him that way out the out the main? Uh, you're you don't know that. Uh, Halen okay. would for sure. We, we, Mika, we gotta find Halen, our friend. If Mika were to have guests, uh, she would imagine they would they would take this fugitive uh, Targus? Yeah. They would take him to mainland. Okay, let's head that way. Maybe we'll find Halen there. Yes, I imagine so. May even be able to catch same ferry as your friend. Okay, I'll catch the Cool. Two birds, one stone. Uh, um, We're going to zoom out from the party and zoom into Halen. Uh, Halen, uh, you see the party go off down a flight of stairs, you see Targus, an Imperial Guard on each of his shoulders and a Legionnaire behind them, going down the hall, and you are following them. Go ahead and give me a stealth check. Seventeen. Beautiful. You wait along with the crowd for at least a good minute before you break off and start heading down the hall after Targus. And you are able to follow him down another flight of stairs. And they seem to be heading straight outside 
um, you go out into the bright midsummer day, you can start to hear uh, Targus um, grumble a little bit. You don't even know what you're fucking doing here. You're all going to be dead before tomorrow. You see one of the Imperial Guards smack Targus alongside the back of the head. Shut up, you. We won't hear nothing from a murderer of the likes of you. You're a sick fuck, you know that. You don't even seem to have any sort of code killing women and children. Does anything stay your blade? I'm going from tree to tree behind them, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm going from tree to tree behind them. The stay your blade right after he says that all up in Targus's face from behind a tree. I speak in deep speech. Loudly. Sick. Go for it. Go ahead and speak deep speech. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, speak in deep speech. What you're going and to I'm say going in to common, do it. obviously. It's not going to be in my normal voice. Go ahead and make me another stealth check, please. I totally thought you were going to say, Oh, gosh, gosh. <laughs> that is what he said. Yeah. Is it? 16. 16? Okay. Okay. As you speak this, uh, you don't see any, any sort of reaction from the guards. But you notice as you speak, Targus's head lifts. So he hears you. What do you say to him in common or English, if you will? <laughs> what is the translation of what, what is the translation? Of what, what message do you send to Targus? I was going for one ring to rule them all, one ring to find them, one ring to bring them all in the darkness behind them. But what I was saying to Targus in game was we see you and we're going to get you. You're able to see this. You see... As he lifts his head, you see a slight smirk cross his face. You see him give a singular nod out in just out into the distance. Seeing him do this, you know that he has acknowledged what you have said. Gotcha. And when we were walking out, we walked out into the light. I was looking for signs as we were walking, walking path. I was looking for signs. What sort of signs? Uh, Signs showing directions as as you're walking on a dirt path, anything that would say where we're going, what's happening. Yeah, uh, you basically see most of them are pointing towards the docks. That is my assumption, and I'm making my way back to the school from that path. You can see the main hall from where you are at, and you start making your way up there. You meet up with the rest of the party right outside of the main hall and you see the rest of your party exit the main entrance of the university. So you are all back together right now. Oh, are we outside of the building? You are outside of the main hall. 
Hey, he's going to the docks. All right. Good. So we're going to the docks. Yeah. Works out fine. We might all be on the same boat. Yeah, boats. Let's get a hitch in our giddy up there. Wait. May. Do you still get seasick? Um, let's just say, uh, the question is, when don't I get seasick? That could be a pretty good distraction. Not, I just mean to make the best of the situation. It could be an asset for now. Okay. You have not seen May get seasick. It is, uh, it's how you say, violent. It's pretty bad. That's even better. All right, have so some tact. I, I assume we're either are Honestly, we trying to sneak onto this boat or are we trying to? I think we're just taking the ferry. Oh, we're just taking the ferry. I think we're, they're taking the ferry also. Okay. Yes it it's going to be it's going to be about the 10, 15 minute journey. May are you sure do you can make it? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just 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 put me in the front of the boat. I'll look ahead. It should be fine. Do you want me to hold hair back in old times like yes? Yeah, that that'd be great. Okay. And yeah. You've got this, May. Don't worry. Yeah, I, just come on, you are much stronger than you used to be. You can do this. I know. I got it. I got it. Um just make sure nothing gets in my hair, you know. I got my hair is my pride and joy. Yes. Yes, of course. Mika will make sure that nothing gets in hair. No egg, no bread, no nothing. It'll be just fine. Good. Thanks, Mika. Uh, you start making your way slowly down to the docks. Um, you can see a, a smattering of people uh, getting ready to go towards the mainland. Um, as you see the ferry dock into the island. Nice crowd of people come in. They just file right off of the boat as you see the guards and Targus make their way onto the boat first. And uh, they seem to go into somewhere towards the bridge of the ferry, somewhere on the inside portion. All right, we ready, guys? Yeah. We're not going to get in trouble just being on the boat, right? No, we do. They do not. There is no fare for ferry. Okay. Luckily enough, the university pays for all services. Right Very on. rich. Right on. Good deal. Good benefactors. All right, let's uh, let's see if we can get uh, an eye on Targus while we're on the boat. Yeah. That would be good. If one of you could do that for Mika, uh, that would be best. I I am going to be attending to my friend. Come, come, me. Like she's kind of pulling at your hand a little bit. All right, yeah, yeah. Like, all come right. on. I'm. Go I got this. All right. Let's... Just, just close your eyes. Okay. It, it's going to be okay. All right. Thank. Thanks. Thanks. Are the is Targus being taken onto the ferry? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Targus is already on the ferry. Are, are already on. The, okay, got it. And is it just a like a one level, like basic? Uh, boat, there, or? there is uh, two levels to the ferry. Okay. There is also a central bridge area where like it's surrounded by okay. walling. It, it, so. It's it's a large. It's a relatively large ferry. Got it. Okay. What are we gonna do, guys? How 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 do we want to get him back? I think we just gotta get on and see what the circumstances are when we're on. We just wait till they land and then get them once we've crossed. There's too many civilians on here. Yeah. I don't want to risk a fight. If we can just keep an eye on him and then follow them where they go from there. But we gotta get him before they take him. We gotta get him before their destination. What if they lead us to... To Buffgate. Why would... Why would they lead us to Buffgate? I don't know, maybe, maybe... If they're taking people prisoner. Yeah, maybe the... The hand has Imperial Guards in their pocket. Do you really think that might be possible, Goon? I don't know, I'm just spitballing. That's actually, uh, that, that that's would actually be, a very valid point. That would be very concerning if that was true. Uh, um, I, if we I could, would hate to think we that... Could, we could try to subdue one of these guards and I can uh, do um, the image spell. What is it called? Self-image? Disguise self. Disguise self. Turn into one of the guards and follow Targus and then let you guys know where I am when we land. I don't know. That that is that that is very risky. Uh, I mean, I but at the same time, uh, it, it seems like a decent plan. Uh, are, are you sure that you could do this, Goon? I can try. Um, I'm going to need help subduing a guard. That's not really my motif. Oh, well, I've been learning quite a few tricks myself. I, I imagine I, I, I've, I've knocked out a few people just by... Punching him between the legs, I'm sure that would work, right? You all make your way onto the ferry, and uh, you hear the bell as it tolls, and the ferry slowly drifts off of the dock. And that is where we are going to end our session. Once Upon a Die is Cody White as our DM, Jonathan Curran as Goonie Makeshift. Grace Lee is May Lay, Justin Tuthill is Halen Van Lichtenstein, Austin Wolf is Charvalco, and myself, Sean McAllen, is Jeff Buffgate. Music is licensed by Dark Fantasy Studios. Additional credits can be found in the episode description. Don't forget to check out our social media pages on Instagram and TikTok at Ones Upon a Die, and our Reddit channel, r slash Ones Upon a Die, where you can comment, post your theories, or if you just want to chat, we'd love to hear how we can make a better listening experience for you. Thank you for listening, and until next time, have some fun and roll some ones.